welcome back to excuse, excuse my friend. friend i'm alexis i'm julia and today we have the georgiana alexander she is the ceo of huge successful company chaos and calm she is a business mentor and spiritually gifted boss babe today she's taking us through her journey and how she got to where she is so we are so excited to chat with her i can't help but notice that your hair looks so good and like you. i'm obsessed that you just cut it right chopped. it was down to my waist it was down to my waist totally chopped it yeah it feels good i feel like it was so heavy it's been such a trip like the experience is pretty interesting i feel great about it i'm just surprised at all the commentary from random people i don't even really know it's been interesting yeah like what, what do they, they say? say like well it's not anything negative like oh my it's just like random people that maybe i've met in passing or seen are like no you like they're so passionate about it like you cut your hair you're too young for an old lady haircut i'm like what, what? like it's just been mind-blowing and, and it's it's guys you know i'm gonna say it but it's this association to what beauty is i didn't realize how deeply conditioned we're still playing into this whole beauty ideal i don't play into it i love mixing up my hair i needed to change the energy i needed to play a different part you know mm -hmm. and like allow that space mm -hmm. and so i gave it a chop but it really is interesting and i've noticed this anytime i've played with my hair whether it's color if i go uber blonde you know, from super dark, people were like, no, you're so much better like as a brunette. And then when I go brunette as a blonde, they're like, no, I loved it so much more as a blonde. I'm like, you offers don't even know what you like or exactly. what people I'm in relationships with. These are people I barely Those know. Random right. people. It's like, why do you care about no. my hair? Why do people put so much stock into why women's hair? That's what I'm like. Well, so I mean, annoying. we could, that's a whole rabbit hole. That's why a whole thing. care about our uteruses so freaking much, you know, like, and then that extension of the hair, you know, like, why are why is our entire sovereignty on the table for commentary i got new hair extensions the other day so when she took out my old ones i had this weird like and then she was about to throw them away and i was like can i just hold them for a second because i had those <laughs> right. no i know that's so weird <laughs> i had them for two years okay which you're not supposed to i, I got the most life wow. out of them, but, and yeah. i was just like last two years man good and bad memories kiss them goodbye it's you know the hair it's a thing uh -huh. it's super i mean to be honest i hold my hair too and i'm like thank you you know like mm -hmm. i can feel oh i need these nutrients or oh i feel really good about it you can feel the health and your emotional health by and your energetic health by holding your hair so it's, it's so true it's, yeah. i want to get to relationships okay we love, we love let's let's do it. yeah because you know that's what we talk about you know we got to touch on that oh I'm yeah of course sure we do you graduated college and you got married you got booed up right after right college. yeah i was actually i was still in college i feel like i was about 18 when we met and as soon as I saw him walking down a flight of stairs in this new like building I was moving into, I was sitting in the car with my mom and I said, holy shit, I'm going to marry that guy. It just like plopped out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, we got married really young. In that marriage, we actually, you guys got married twice and divorced twice. We're both projectors. And so as a projector, we tend to need a lot of alone time. We kind of do our own things, right? as a young married couple in the early late 90s early 2000s that felt so weird like we kind of 
lived on our own time schedules. We would sleep in different beds and bedrooms, not because we were mad, but just because we we're like, oh, that's better. Like we're sleeping at different times. Right. And that's what in our in our makeup, like we're meant for. We're meant to have need space and have our own ideas about things and kind of show up in relationships in an attached unattached way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that was what yeah. was natural to us. Eventually it got to the point where, you know, we really were pushing for different lifestyles and I was ready to be in California. And, you know, he really wanted to be back in Istanbul full time. We ended up getting divorced. But then we were like, you know, God, we really love each other. Like I think the divorce finalized and literally a month after that we were basically back together, but we'd gone through that whole period of going through divorce. And then we we're like, okay, okay, we're just gonna get remarried. We're gonna like do it right, figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so we went through this whole process of really trying to play by the rules of society. That just does not work for either one of who we are. Like we're not built for that. We're definitely built to kind of march to the beat of our own drums. I'm sure that's so freeing too, because all of us men and women, we think we have to be married by this time, have a house and have kids and all that. And I feel like you tried that, but you know, you're not wired for that. You're wired for so much, not to say so much more, because there's nothing wrong with having those things, but you are such a dreamer, an entrepreneur, you know, and it's, you don't have to fit that mold and that's okay. I feel like people need to hear that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I still want all of that. I just want it in the way that feels right to me, mm -hmm. right? There's like, like being in relationships where we're sometimes in different cities or where we have a different time frame for kids, you know, like I'm in my forties and people assume, oh, you don't have kids yet. Like you don't want a family. And that's not the case. It just hasn't, I've co-parented kids and, you know, for really long periods of time. And I've had different, a different timeline and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with leaning into what you feel is right for you and that doesn't exclude you right there's so many different ways to have family just because we honor our timelines doesn't exclude us from wanting those things or, or them being right for us we just are honoring what's right for us i love that yeah, like oh i live we by all that, need to hear know? that more and i think yeah nowadays with the barbie movie too bringing to light yeah. that women it's okay to want to be these other things and there's nothing wrong with either but it's just what mm -hmm. is true to you yeah it's... and whatever family looks like like you said just because you don't birth them or if you adopt or if you co-parent it's all beautiful yeah, yeah. we need to remember that because yes. i feel like God, scrolling and looking and comparing it's just it's every day it's everywhere even if you get off the mm -hmm. apps you see it out you know we see right cute families walking with Our their neighbors. cute little newborn baby and like, oh. they're going oh my god is that a doll I, I want so oh, baby fever <laughs> yeah, when am I gonna like, have one so cute and then I'm like oh, wait but I still have so much more I want to like do so I don't but just the pressure it's just it's uh it's a lot of pressure but it, it you know I think if you really break down the components of the pressure mm -hmm. then you look at is it your pressure because if mm -hmm. it's actually for you like I'm a person that anything that I want I'm going to show up for you know it's not even a question and so if it's something in the right timing of what I want I'm, it's going to happen I, I just mm -hmm. trust in that and so I love it like um actually this woman who is amazing at human design Jenna Zoe she did this great podcast recently talking about this very thing and she was talking about how you know a lot of the ways that our society was set up the conditioning that we're within around relationships and family girls would get married at 12 and 13 years old right that was the expectation and so like that was the time frame of 
becoming a wife and becoming a mother and and you might live to 30 right that was the life expectancy and now like so many of us are living over 100 it really changes what we're aligning to along that timeline and and everything's okay it's okay when you got divorced was there almost because I feel like a lot of us struggle with this was there a disappointment of like I thought my life would look like this I thought I had this vision of the white picket Mm -hmm. fence I thought but I didn't get that because I know a lot of people struggle with that when I've had breakups like I thought I pictured I thought we'd have a house I thought so how do we kind of come to terms with letting go of the vision we had that we don't Mm -hmm. get if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah I think it's true for a lot of things in life where when certain chapters come to end and it's not what we think we're holding on to the attachment of what we think it needs to look like and that's what hurts mm-hmm. that holding on action right like so i can say for my divorce the first time i was so young and i was just like oh i'm ready to party i'm ready to date like i'm ready to be free it's like i kind of didn't allow myself the space to really feel that i mean i did honestly i did feel it but i was also very busy with a new life and you know new friends and new chapters and the second divorce even though i still was ready for that there was much more of a i think a sharper it just landed in a place where it felt more definite we definitely weren't getting remarried at that point mm-hmm. and that hurt it hurts to lose your friend it hurts to lose the identity of who you think you are together but again i think that the more that we hold on to these ideals and this identity of it's our creation right like we're creating that that image of a life together but if we really are listening to the flow of that relationship is that what it's showing us right and so i think that's what hurts and then i think yeah letting go of that version of who we think we're going to be and i thought okay i'll be a mom in my 30s and like that'll be cool and i'll have this kind of life and I mean, there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, wow, like that's not the case. But I've had this whole time gap of experiences. I wouldn't trade for anything and I've, I've needed them. It's what was right for me. There was no way that standing from the perspective of in my young, early, you know, feminine hood self, like in my teens and in my 20s or whatever, that I could understand the world as it is now that I could understand my my part to play in that and that it would be different than a traditional mother-wife role. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just from different lens and perspectives, you can't see different ways of living and being for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it is a grieving process. It is such it's a, a letting go. Sucks. It's like losing someone, it's the grieving, it's the whole, you gotta go through all the steps. And I also think that the universe works for you than against you right it's like when you lose that person you go through that breakup it's the universe god whatever it might be handpicked like taking that away and protecting like you. on purpose yeah, yeah. Yes, in that absolutely. moment you're like oh this sucks why that happened but you mm-hmm. look back years from then and you're like thank god i didn't end up with this person or thank god i didn't take this job oh or whatever it might be yes that's been the case with every job relationship and i've had like this I've had the gift of time, I would say, to see things unfold and be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Or, you know, I wouldn't have thought, you know, that situation would have turned out like this. It has been always a gift that it didn't work out in my favor. And I think that's a hard thing too, actually. There's a grief in that, that you're like, oh, but I really wanted it to be this, right? Again, it's that attachment. But I think going back to, 
you know, what we're talking about, like every person that I've been in a relationship, even with my ex-husband, you know, and we're again on good terms and I've, I've even had the conversation, I know a hundred percent that we could not have been together through the journey I needed to go through for my own personal growth and development. Like he was just, it was not his path. Right. And I knew that and I felt that and I knew he wanted a different life. And I knew that we needed that to have that space and freedom for each other. Really I like that that yeah. kind of leads me to my next question, I guess. You know, did answers from the universe? I know you're like this yeah. is a big thing for you. Like you, if you ask, you'll receive the answer from spirits, guides, universe. Yeah. Do you how do you get those answers or like what comes to you that all of us can be like, oh, maybe that's from the universe? Oh, well, first of all, everybody has the ability to tap into their answers. Like it's not external. It's a part of you. It's our human birthright. It's the way we're built. We've just been deeply conditioned to believe otherwise. And we live in a world where day to day we're very, you know, detached from that. We don't understand how we can connect into our inner knowing our truth and that that's actually just an extension of our our life here as humans right and that's a whole other topic but so to get answers i mean for me it's been i think everyone just like with language we all have different ways to understand language you know some people really see an image and they're going to get a lot more from that than what's being spoken sometimes you can just sense through your emotions that oh there's a lot more being unspoken than there is spoken so we all have different ways of perceiving information and the inf information is there no matter what languaging or communication structure we want to put it in right so for me i would say my awareness and communication really is open in a lot of areas so i visually see i have auditory like i can hear i can smell which is such a weird one and it's so not cool like you know you get like weird energy by or someone's bad intentions and oh it's foul and i'm like oh that reeks it's so random or i've had past on loved ones or people trying to get my attention like show up and spray Windex smell in my face. Like it's obviously it's not physical wow. Windex, but I'm like, I can see you. You don't have to spray that smell in my face or you get like a breeze of roses or certain smells that mm. have instinctual meaning. So we all have the ability to tap into that. I think maybe I'm just attuned from a really long life and practice in this life and beyond. I had to kind of find my own way and what it really came back to is calling in personal protection and light and for me that came in the form of angels and really connecting deeply to God. And so I really connected with that personal power and learned my own power of claiming my space and, and holding that safety. And I think protecting your energy is so important. Energy clearing. Can mm -hmm. you explain that to people? Like how do people clear the energies? There's a lot of different ways and again some people really resonate with like physical tangible clearing actions like let's get some sage let's do a whole practice of this right or it can be as fast as like you say the word clear and to you that's an anchor point that like you know resets the energy mm -hmm. so we all we hopefully take showers you know pretty often most everybody listening unless you know, we like, spray tan <laughs> yeah like then then you're gonna wait or whatever <laughs> but we brush our teeth you know we take showers we change our underwear we are 
aware of our personal hygiene. And so it makes sense to extend that we are an energy body. We are a spiritual being as well. It's just another practice like, okay, if I walk out into the world and I am empathic and I'm picking up on everybody's fear, anger, like their own attachments, um, you know, their grandparents and their grandparents issue and so on and so on, that's gonna, it's gonna feel like I've been rolling around in the mud. And so you just want to take a minute to say, okay, let me get back to my center. Let me get grounded in myself. Let me clear my personal energy space. And then we extend that into our home the same way that we wash our sheets or we, you know, do a cleaning. And so again, there's so many ways and I want to, you know, really implore people to go and do some research on this. I have some techniques as well that I share. I can share with you now. Yeah, yeah can you? Do. Yeah, I'm, go I'm going to it. I just want to say for me, I've always been more um inclined to do clearing practices from an energetic place and a lot of people really connect to rituals that include physical tangible action you know just like a deep clean they want to like wake up in the morning and do some breath work breath work is a really great way to cleanse your energy especially if you set the intention of i let this be cleansing i let it reset my chakras i let it extend through my life and then you set the intention of what you are allowing in your space right so that's one way that's a practice also um, washing your hands with soap and water up to your elbows you know after you've touched certain things that really cleanses the energy off of your hands mm. saging your room saging around your energy field that's a really great way to to cleanse sage is a clearing activation um, Breathwork, again, you can imagine that throughout the whole house. You can use crystals if there's certain crystals that you like or plants. And by setting the intention of their job, right? Like you want to give them a job of saying, hey, like, let's keep the energy at this place. Or if you're working to really hold a certain frequency, you know, there's something that you're working towards in your life. You want to let go of the muck and you're wanting to keep your energy high and, you know, high vibe and clearer. You can give the intention to all your plants, your animals, your crystals, or certain belongings and say, oh, okay, we're working together as a team to keep the house clean. And then every time you walk in, you can imagine even that you're surrounded in a white light or a golden light or any light color that you really, I mean, these are very superficial, like surface things that we can dive into. That's why, I mean, there's so many countless ways, but these are my fast and easy ways of, I call in, um, guides. I call in my angels. I envision a white light bubble that I stand in and then I kind of look and feel, okay, what's not mine? And then I surrender all of that back into source because every bit of energy has a job, right? Like it, it all has a job. It came here to help you learn, even if it, it's hurtful, even if it's painful. It really came to provide that duality for you. And so you want to surrender it and surrender it back and not look at it as like, ooh, gross, this is terrible. It may not feel good to you, but surrender it and let it go fulfill its purpose. That's beautiful. Right. When you said breath work, I literally took a deep breath. I was like, right. Breath, <sighs> hydration, in, water. <laughs> yeah. Look at you guys. My anxiety runs wild. I can't do breath work. I've tried so many times. So in yeah. meditation, it's so hard to silence your mind. And I feel like it really is a practice to really get so to hard. that place. It is at least for me, because once I get there, I start wandering and thinking about things. And Same. It's even mm. worse for me. I'm like, oh, shit. I got to sit with my thoughts. Yeah. I have to do X, Y, and Z, <laughs> do this, this, and that. So like but for meditation, 
meditation and breath work, I feel like for, you know, for people that are really active in their anxiety or mind and can't settle, that's where you can take walking. That's where mindfulness really comes in, right? Like you're still, you can do breath work. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you can have your eyes open and do breath work. Like you can yeah. take walks and do breath work and you can just breathe in as you do. And it makes sure that if you do have high anxiety, that you're looking at holds and breath work patterns that are good and feel good to you that mm. are good for anxiety because there's a lot of practices that can induce further anxiety. So wow. avoid them. Yeah. Probably my problem. I'm doing the wrong ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that you're a three, five projector. What does that mean? Yes. Okay. So we love human design, right? Like I'm, I'm obsessed with human design because it's such a great tool for people to tap into, to be able to have tangible access to parts of their personality or ways that they can utilize their energy systems in their day-to-day -day life. So human design is, is something that was downloaded in the 80s um, by a guy named Ra and he goes by Ra. And this is, it sounds total woo, but it's like this beautiful thing you can look it up and basically it integrates pieces of the I Ching, it integrates um, quantum physics, astrology, the chakra system, um, Kabbalah, and it takes all of that. And it's almost like an, a schematic of you as if like it's your energy system, the way that you function. And so what that means is we all have different strategy type, like I'm a projector. And so my strategy is really wait for the invitation. And um, I mean, there's five different types. You can be projector, um, manifesting generator, generator, reflector, or manifester. And so dive into that. The numbers are the different lines that give you more pieces of the way that you function best, like the lessons that you're here to learn. Like it really does wow. even down to your digestion. It helps you kind of understand <laughs> cool things about your personality, shadow places that you might get hung up on. It gives you kind of some idea of conditioning work of saying, oh, I really tend to lean into the conditioning and society of XYZ. And oh, I'm really not built for it. So for me, when I found this and the way that I use it with clients and things like that is it gives you tools to be able to say, wow, the thing that instinctually I feel like I want to do in the world is actually how I'm built to do it. And it gives you this permission to just fully say, I don't know if we're like F-bombing, but F, yeah, we you know, love that. Feel free. We love bucket, a good fuck. Fuck it <laughs> and, you know, fully dive into your fullest expression. And so it's a really, really helpful tool. Um, I have like a lot of different links. We can, I can share the links with you where people can get like a free chart and oh, learn more about awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Whoa. such a, that's a whole deep conversation, but it's a really great tool and it's a great system to be able to to navigate yourself and your life better. And the cool thing is like, whatever resonates great. If it doesn't put it to the side and come back to it, you know, oh. like, it's not like, this is the ultimatum of my life. I'm going to do that later. No, so, yeah, well, I mean, I'm she like, she loves all that. I love all that in the middle, like 2 a.m. sends me personality tests. What <laughs> yeah, color are you? Love What's this. your favorite this? And then what this says about you? I'm like, okay. For but you and I have always connected. <laughs> no, I knew it was for a reason. It is fun though. It is fun. It's like, all right, I'm going to learn about myself. Why not? There's no harm in it. Let's go. No. Exactly. I kind of want to shift a little bit. You had a few near-death experiences that are yeah. just so mind-blowing. I was living in Miami and I was like in my 20s and 
I was finally listening to my guides, you know, as such a little brat before I'm like, I'm not listening. And um, so I was listening and they were like, I saw this van. I was walking in the middle of the day, like in South Beach. So it was like, there were people out. I was walking a couple of blocks to go get a coffee, do some shopping and then head back and, and work some more. And so in between those couple of blocks, suddenly there were no cars on the street. And it just kind of had this eerie feeling suddenly. And I looked not very far ahead like i could see this van this white you know no window unmarked van pull out and my guides just sort of yelled out turn around and act invisible now and you know i kind of had this wave before but it was like urgent and they were looking the other direction and so i just turned and listened and i kind of hurried hurried back but i didn't take off running like i was trying to like okay, how do I, how do I look invisible? Let me try to be invisible. You know, and you shut down all of your energy, like all your brightness. I'm like, okay, you know, go into survival. And so I get back into my place and they are like, turn on the TV. Now that was, that was the message I got from my guys. I turned on the TV and there was a news report about sex traffickers in the area. And they had had some video surveillance where they were trying to like find these guys like there had been some almost circumstance it was so close and there were just like a couple of these moments in my life that were so close and i'm not like hanging out in weird places right like i was <laughs> just going for coffee in the middle right. of the day but there's a lot of things around us that i think we have such power of our decisions of I want to live and I choose, you know, and that's not to say if any of these things happens to anyone that they, that it's their responsibility, right? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying there are these near moments in our lives that can completely alter our moments and having that intentionality of what we're showing up for or what we want our lives to look like really does hold a power. Wow. Yeah. And I think like yeah. you said, just listening, because I think our minds and our spirit and our body just knows if something is off. It's like you get the, yeah. the little hair stand up. You get like, it's, the, it's just like something goes off. And I feel like we need to listen to that. And even if it seems silly, it's better safe than sorry. It could be, could yeah. mean nothing, mm -hmm. but I feel like we just know it's there. And a lot of times I think we really are trained to kind of push through. Like if we have those thoughts about people, we almost feel guilty for having them like, oh, I don't want to be an asshole for thinking that, you know? And mm -hmm. really it's, and it might not be a near death, you know, with somebody in front right. of you. It might just be, hey, you know, that's not really the best direction for you, you know? And you're kind of missing those subtle signals. I'm so curious about this. You had a near death experience in a car accident. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I've had three near death experiences, but the one in the car accident, it, I feel like that's everybody's favorite story because it's so. <laughs> Tell us more. If you can have a favorite near death experience, that's the winner. Um, yeah. So uh, I was like, I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, and I was going camping. And this was really new. I'm not a big camper. I'm not like, oh, let me put on a pack and hike in. I mean, I love hiking and I love nature, but this was definitely a push outside my comfort zone. Had a great time with friends and we were headed out, um, you know, after spring break, like done the whole waterfall thing, like been in nature for several days, had a great time. And then as we were coming out, we were driving down the mountain. There were five of us in a Jeep and I was in the passenger seat. I was the only one wearing a seatbelt, of course. And so 
you're driving and at pretty, pretty good speed, you know, and I suddenly get this loud booming voice in my ear, my guides, like one of my guides saying, tell him to slow down now, tell the driver to slow down. It was so loud. It was like on echo, like as if somebody just had a mic at my ear. And I'm like, no way I'm talking back in my head. Cause I'm like, you know, my boyfriend at the time was driving and he was a little like, he was a teenager. He was, you know, there was some ego there. I'm like, to show off. this guy yeah. is going to like, it's so upset and have his feelings hurt and the whole thing. If I say boo about this, like, no way, I'm not saying anything. And um, we, so we're driving along a little bit further. And again, they boom out, but before they boom out, they shove the back of my shoulder. So it's as if someone's sitting behind me and like shoves me out of the seat from behind. Like, so I kind of jolt forward and then I hear the booming voice tell him to slow down now. And so finally this time I'm listening and I open my mouth to tell him to slow down and the car hits some gravel and we start to slide into the face of a mountain. It would be total immediate impact, you know, going 30 to 50 miles an hour. Um, so that would have been terrible. He overcompensates the wheel and we drive off the edge of a cliff. And so this, yeah, this Jeep is like, and so slow motion, like we're saying, I'm like, oh, face of the mountain. No, okay, we're gonna be fine. No, just kidding. It looks like we're going off and there was no way of stopping it. And we just go up over the little lift of the edge and then drive off this embankment. It's like, it's more than a 45 degree angle. I'm not like super keen on my angles. Like, I don't know, somebody else could tell you. It was a steep incline. It was serious. We flipped front over end six times. There had just been tornadoes to come through that area. And so it looked like little toothpick trees that were these massive trees sort of sticking up everywhere. And the car managed not to hit any of them. The roof of the car got ripped off and the guys in the back all went flying. The driver was out of his seat, but holding on to the seat. And so the way that this is looking, and I'll get into some of the details of it, is like we're, as we're flipping front over in six times, we've got that window and then there's a total ravine drop off. Like there's, there's no return from that. It's like a full drop off into a ravine. And so I'm in my body and suddenly I feel this plasma surround me. It's like a, a cushiony, marshmallowy plasma, you know, that's the only way to describe it. And it's like this bubble that surrounds me. And not only do I feel like I'm not moving as much, like I'm not jolting, like I feel protected, but also my nervous system has calmed down. Like I'm still screaming, but like I can sense my whole system has calmed down. Now I was out of body as well. And at this point that was not uncommon, right? Like I'm already in high school. I'm used to being out of body. I'm used to seeing my guides and kind of having these experiences. So I'm out of body floating high above the, the whole landscape with my guides. And I'm looking and I don't see any, any possible outcome, like for, for something to happen. Like there's no driver. We're at a fast, you know, flip uh, trajectory <laughs> down the side of this mountain to a ravine. And I just stop. And in that moment, like I'm with them and I just say, no, like something comes over me and this deep knowing is like just aligned inside. 
and I feel, no, this is, I'm not dying. Like I'm going to live. As soon as I made that decision, it was such a, it's hard to even describe, but it was such a sharp decision. If that makes sense. It was very, very defined. It was tangible almost. And as soon as that happened, the car stopped upright. Like no one was at the brakes. Nothing stopped it. The edge of the wheel was slightly over the edge of the drop off. So it was about to just keep going over. And then I was back in my body and I just unbuckled my seatbelt and got up and started walking up the mountain and like collecting people. There were some slight injuries and, you know, trauma about it. And honestly, it was traumatic after the fact. I, I, for years, did not feel like the cars stayed on the ground, you know, and it was really funny. My, my angels and guides would kind of joke with me because I would, you know, go into full panic attack on the interstate. If it was raining, I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't think I can do this. And so the joke was like, they would hang on the outside of the car and be like, see, everything's fine. I'm like, I mean, they got honestly, a sense of humor. The angels and the spirits have a sense funny. of humor, huh? They're very funny. And I'm like, you guys, not, I mean, like what? I, nobody has to ride in the car or out of the car. Like, it was just a total joke. And they did it to like help ease my, oh. my anxiety. Oh. So, yeah. That's really wow. cool. What are some book recommendations to elevate your life? Okay. I'll hold them up and maybe you'll just oh, like perfect. that. Right? I love this. So this is The Big Leap. Gay Hendricks, really, really cool about creating changes with your upper limits, right? It's about changing the habit of where you're letting yourself be happy or successful or whatever. We reach upper limits, right? And so this is helping break that down. Of course, human design. I've heard of it. Curry. This is a great book. How to Breathe. Ashley Neese. This is a really helpful guide. It's really fun just to kind of pick some breath and it will give you some practices that are super easy to dive into. Okay, another one that's like, this one's pretty old, but it's called Spiritual Growth by Sonia Roman. And it's a channeled book. So she channels guides in this book and talks about ways to unlock your spiritual growth. And I just think if someone's looking for something tangible, it's a very sweet, very opening book. And then they also have creating money from an energetic Ooh, place okay. as well. We like money. So huh? I know, like, there's just so many great ones. Of course, if you have not heard of The Vortex with the Hicks, Abraham and Jerry Hicks, I really recommend that one as well. I've heard of Abraham Hicks. Yeah, I have yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if yeah, you I haven't read it, definitely check that out because it's, it's just so good. You're going to love it. And then this is one I love electric body, electric health. I mean, I love all of them. I'm just like the worst influencer ever. I'm like, no, this is great. So Eileen, <laughs> don't give me products. It's ridiculous. Here it is. Listen, I, I can it. I can build you a company, but don't ask me to like get on camera and showcase products. You lived in LA for a little bit. You had your party days. What's some yeah. what's the craziest or you know coolest stories you can share that you've experience in your party days (laughs) i lived in la for 13 years off and on because i was like back and forth in different cities i lived in new york and miami and spent time overseas i have had so many cool party experiences and like the kind of cool party experiences that like you see in movies and you think oh this is movies but then you show up and you're like oh wow this is you know this is real life you know the club life looked so different at this time. You, you know, you're talking like the 2000s. I was right in the mix of it. And then in Hollywood at all of these openings and private events, like, so it's like, you know, I'm partying, not right, standing right next to Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie and like, 
there was one time even I was at a house party and um I met Harvey Weinstein, which was so creeps, like, but just so like close proximity. And I was of zero interest because I'm not like in Hollywood. I'm not an actress. You know what I mean? But I was just like, hey, how's it going? Kind of a conversation. I was just like, oh, like this was so before everything that uh -huh. came out about that. But so Did crazy. Did you seem creepy at the time? Like now that you know everything, yeah. were you like, oh, my God, get duh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I would say there, I always kind of, I, even no matter how much I had to drink or whatever, it, it really didn't matter because my sensory was still so alert. Right. So it was really annoying because as much as you maybe would drink or whatever, I would still be like tapped into those instincts and like know where to avoid certain places of the room or you hear certain people saying things and I'm like, mm, this isn't good. You know what I mean? Like mm. this doesn't feel right. And I mean, nothing happened or nothing was said to me, but definitely there was a factor, but there was a lot of ook factor. Like there's a lot of ook factor, you know, in that whole scene and world still. Well, everything always works in our favor. The universe, everything's already lining up the way it's supposed to. And I know you trust that and it's all going to work out for you, yeah. for everyone listening. And you mentioned that you're so focused on what's on the horizon. What is next for your business? You have a podcast too. You do so many yeah. things. Where can people <laughs> find you? What is next in the works for you? So much is happening new. I mean, so Chaos and Calm, my brand owned wellness company. So it's a lifestyle and wellness brand, uh, blog, trainings, courses, resources. And that's really a community. Like I provide all of these resources in the way that I show up in the world. It's spiritual, it's resource based, but it's also pretty and, you know, shopping and beauty and lifestyle oriented because why not? Like you can be spiritual and you know, you can be a beauty babe and love all your fashion and want to travel the luxe lifestyle all around the world. So that's what that is about. And the podcast is an arm of that. So on the podcast, we get into all kinds of conversations about spirituality and business, beauty, and it always is going to have an undercurrent of deeper connection to self, right? Because that's just that's just my vibe. Like, that's what I want to talk about. So in, in any context that we go to, it's going to be that undercurrent of like, how can I use this conversation to feel better and more connected to myself? And then I'm so excited, you guys, because Elevate, the community is now officially open. And so yeah, what well, that, yeah. yeah, I'm so excited. You know, I've been working on this. It's been an idea Forever. for a year and it's had so many different iterations of what I wanted it to be and how I wanted to present it. And I couldn't find the right, like the right platform. So I built it. I went in with a group called Member Up. I love it. They actually built the Boss Babes platform and wow. the back end of their membership platform. And so it's so it's off all the socials because I wanted to create a space that felt safe. So you can have any conversation about any topic. It can be deep. It can be surface, but it's safe. There's no algorithm. There's no people kicking you off if you have an opinion different than theirs. Uh -huh. And so it really incorporates all of the things with the community that we love. You know, it's wellness, embodiment, spirituality, business, elevation. And then I do monthly workshops where we go deep into trainings and I teach from the perspective of my backgrounds, you know, in spirituality and wellness, in healing and in business. So it's going to be so freaking fun.
Congratulations. That is Thank huge. you. I'm Thank so you. excited I know you're working you. so hard on, on it. You're always working. I remember back in Nashville, <laughs> I'm always doing something like, yes, I love I that. Know. I want to be her. This yeah. is the chapter, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I've definitely had time periods of, I, I think I enjoy doing things, right? But so I'm not a really, I don't think I'm a workaholic. I'm just in a focus phase of really, sometimes you have to put in that extra focus to build the foundations for what you're wanting so that you can allow yourself the freedom. And that's the gift that you're giving yourself. Thank you so much for being I, on Excuse My Friend. Our audience, love you. This has I been love fun. you guys. It's so fun to see you. I'm so proud of you for this podcast. Like, it's so awesome. Thank you. And Follow in your footsteps. We love it. Thank <laughs> and so we much. love you and thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.